there are three components that we all need as human beings. It's in our DNA that if we are going to build healthy relationships, if we are going to restore, we have to have these things and they are, we have to know that we belong. We have to know that it's safe and we have to know that we matter. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Happy September, friends, and welcome to episode 39 of the Altered Stories show, Misty's Mountain of Mere Ministries, God Story. This is Michelle, your God storytelling host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry, a faith-based nonprofit that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. Just a few updates before we get started. I know you want to hear Misty start talking. Just give me a break, okay? I recently launched episode 37, Karen's God's Great Reconciliation God Story. So it's available to listen to on most major platforms and the Altered Stories Ministry website, www.alteredstories.org. Also, I'm going to be launching episode 38, Jamie's From Empty Life to Fulfilled Thriving Life, God's Story by the End of the Week. Jamie is the podcast host of She Speaks Live. Give a listen to that podcast, friends. She helps women share God's stories, too. It's amazing. I'm also going to be a featured guest on her podcast show in October. I'm also excited to share that I'll be featured Um, on the Moments with Moni podcast and the Fierce Calling podcast this month. Thank you, fellow Christian podcasters, Monica Hardy and Doris Swift for the love. I also need to give a shout out to Eric Nevins again with the Christian Podcasters Association. He's amazing. His great support and encouragement is just really awesome. As I grow the Altered Story Show podcast and the fans and our audience for God's glory. I hope to add a co-host to my show and a Mima segment featuring Sandy Williams, our Altered Stories Ministry Board VP. So stay tuned to the show. Well, let's go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce my gorgeous kingdom rock star, Special guest today, and she's from Kansas City, so feel the love, folks. Misty Hughes is her name, and I was blessed to meet this lovely lady at the Casey Women's Missional Leadership Network launch a while back. I also had the opportunity to connect with her earlier this summer. So much going on in her life, and I can't wait for her to share a few things. So let's get started. You know me. I like to introduce my guests a little. We're going to give Misty the mic and let her talk a lot, too. But she's a new wife. Oh, my gosh, what a beautiful bride she was. She is a mama of four and a Grammy. I don't know how many kids. How many, Misty, grandchildren? Well, three now because I got married. So I got and uh, the fourth is due in October. Oh, wow. That's exciting. You're too gorgeous to be a Grammy. Uh, but Grammys these days are just, oh man, they're just lots of glamas and all that. Now, Misty, many of you in the Kansas City 
area know her. She's very well known, but she is the founder and president of the organization. It's an international organization, Mountain of Mirror Ministries, MOM. She has been a, the visionary leader of the local expression of MOM, the single mom KC. Now, let's get to know her. Welcome to the Altered Stories Show. Misty, good morning. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me, Michelle. I can't believe it's September already. How are things going um, as a result of what's going on with COVID in, in, you know, Kansas City, in the Kansas area? Well, our family is actually from sea to shining sea. I've got kids in Vermont, and we've got kids in Texas and Arkansas, and we've got kids in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And out of six kids between us, we have one here in Kansas City. So we have been all spread out, missing each other, um, trying to find creative ways to connect and stay connected. We've had some fun ideas, Zoom movie nights and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so it's been a challenge. There's been a ton of disappointment, um, you know, plans that have been thwarted because travel changes and, and just, you know, the risk of pregnant mama traveling and things like that. So there's just been a lot of disappointment because we got, we got married in the middle of COVID. Kids weren't able to be present. Um, so yeah, so disappointment, but learning how to navigate through the disappointments. So you said you got married during the COVID. <laughs> so you haven't been married very long. You're definitely in the newlywed category. What did you do with your honeymoon? We have not taken one. Um, we went away for a few days, but my husband said, we are not calling this a honeymoon because, you know, his vision of a honeymoon, which I love, is really getting away for an extended amount of time and traveling abroad. So, so we are planning a honeymoon for 2021. Well, I hope that all transpires for you because the honeymoon I had with my husband, albeit we had a tighter budget, it was still a refreshing, wonderful way of starting our, our marriage and getting away. And it's just so necessary. So, but you're so positive and I know God will really bless that positivity. I'd really like to just kind of get a scripture from you. Do you have a favorite scripture? Hmm. Um, you know, I have a lot of lifetime scriptures, mostly chapters or books of the Bible. Uh, I think one that stands as an all-time favorite of mine is Isaiah 54. And there is so much that has helped me navigate through all kinds of challenges of life in in that and you know it basically starts out about uh encouraging us to shout for joy uh you who have borne no children or she who has borne no children and you know that's a that's a really desolate uh place and you know god encourages us in that place of desolation which covid has brought so much um you know just disappointment and chaos 
and, you know, plans thwarted and uncertainty of what tomorrow will bring. And, and just time and time again, you try to get your bearings and tomorrow it's a different story. And so, so, but the Lord keeps encouraging us to shout for joy. And the reason that we shout for joy is because he's God. And, um, you know, it's not about our circumstances. So I think that that will always be an all-time favorite and all-time inspiring um, chapter of the Bible. For me, there's just so many good things the Lord has to say, you know, um, you know, later in it, he says, storm tossed and not comforted. And I think so many of us have, you know, been you know, where's my comfort here, you know, especially for the women we minister to. And, and then he goes on to, to talk about rebuilding us in the midst of that. So anyway, lots of good stuff there. Yes, the word of God is so, oh my goodness, depending on where you are in your circumstances, it's so inviting and it ministering. And I mean, it just, it's where we can really get our strength, right? And so I, I love, I, first, I love Isaiah, but I mean, I love that. So thank you for sharing, Misty. That's very encouraging to those that are listening today. So, you know, Misty, you and I have spoken. And um, most of the time when I bring guests on the show, we talk about the God story, their God story or your God story that um, it has really been the most impacting in your life and God glorifying. And so we would benefit today in having the discussion around, since you're so passionate about helping women go through the journey of being a single mom, having been one for four years. And I myself went through that journey, pregnant through a, a divorce and then going on forward as a single mother until my daughter was almost seven and I met and remarried. So the single mom ministry is so needed. And I was so glad to see Kansas City had a ministry for women because there's so many single mothers out there that really need that support. And Jesus becomes, you know, the center as the husband, right, for Christian women, especially in terms of how. And we lean in to him um, to carry us through that journey. But as I always ask my guests when we get to this um, point is, where does your God story? So can you share your God story of founding the Mountain of Mirror Ministries? I think I have to go all the way back to 1998 when I had four children, ages two to 13, and I found myself in the um, chaos of going through a divorce and starting that journey that, you know, I don't think any of us as a small girl wake up, you know, dream of being a single mom. <laughs> no. And, right, right. It's like, no, no. <laughs> uh, um, and so starting that journey trying to figure out how to walk through life, raising four children um, so that their story would be different than my story. 
and my mother's story and my sister's story and my grandmother's story and my aunt's story. There's a passage that talks about the desolation of many generations. And so when I became a single mom, that, that the reality of that hit me. It's like, this is not just about me. This is about the story that keeps repeating itself. And so I did know the Lord at that time. Needless to say, I had to learn how to depend on him a whole new way. But I I think in that moment or in that season of life, I really began to ask the Lord and inquire of the Lord and pursue the Lord tenaciously about what does it mean to, if I can use your, your, to alter the story for the future generations. What does it mean, Lord? How do I, as a mom, uh, empower my children to write a better story, to write a different story? And so that's where it started. It started very personal. It did not start with a vision beyond wanting to see my children have a better future and write a better story than what we found ourselves in and what had been the story for generations before me. And so that's where it started. Um, And, you know, just learning to navigate that place, depend on the Lord, like you said, as my husband, which I didn't really want to do. Um, When I became a single mom, the reality was I wanted a husband in the flesh. And so learning what it meant to depend on the Lord, to accept him in that role, to receive him in that role, to believe that he really would be my husband, wanted to be my husband, to believe that he was really a father to the fatherless. So, so that's where the journey for the development of the organization started with my own personal story of restoration, redemption, uh, discovering who the Lord is. And um, yeah, so it started there. (laughs) How, How did you know that God was confirming with you that you needed to bring this ministry to the Kansas City area to support other moms that were going through the challenges of being, you know, a single mom? We moved to Kansas City in 2003, and we, uh, our family was a part of an international um, uh, ministry here in Kansas City, and I was working with children. Uh, I was on a leadership team uh, equipping and empowering children to know the Father's voice, to depend on the Father, to lean into the Father, to study the Word of God, loving it because I was just in that place of, of, you know, taking my children on that journey as well. And so it was in that place that I began to connect with other single moms um, whose children, you know, I would be leading and equipping. And so really these other single moms began to, you know, how you kind of like uh, watch other people. And I, I, I would say, I guess they were 
watching my children. They were watching, you know, how I would parent my children and my children, uh, you know, learned to obey and they were, they were leaders. And, and so it really started in the place of, of women, you know, like, how do you get your kids to bed at night? And I'm like, well, I don't really know. Let's have coffee, you know? And so (laughs) 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 you know, so, so anyway, so it started with just those connections. And then, uh, in 2006, I felt like the Lord, um, uh, invited me to open my home and invite single moms to my house for a nice Christmas dinner. And the Lord, again, I told you in my journey, I had to discover who the Lord was as my husband. So he had to, he had to woo me. He had to speak kindly to me. He had to soften my heart. He had to love me in those places where I was nothing but rejected, abandoned. And so the Lord did that for me. And and I felt like uh, in 2006, the Lord was like, give as it has been given unto you. I want you to pull out the red carpet treatment for single moms. And I want, I want you to just create a place for me to come and love them. And I'm like, Oh, I can do that. And so I got on the phone and called a couple friends that I do. And I said, Hey, uh, let's have this beautiful celebration for mom. So we did, we had candlelight dinner and pulled out all the stops. My kids put on bow ties and poured water and we had a violinist and we had a team that came and prayed over each mom and just spoke life and hope into each mom. And there were a dozen moms that came and Michelle, I heard such sad stories of, you know, just moms saying, I have never experienced anything like this before. And these were moms that had been single a whole lot longer than I had, some of them. These were moms that were newly single. Um, So they were across the board. And it just, it broke my heart. And I was just like, wow, these women haven't taken the time to let the Lord love them in those places where he just wants to love them. And so, so that was, that was good and one and done. I'm done. Thank you, Jesus. That was great. Thank you for letting me participate with you to love other women. I do kids, right? And so I went on my merry way and um, people would say, you need to have a small group for single moms. And I would be like, you need to have a small group for single moms. You know, you need to minister to single moms. You need to invite them into their house, your house, not me. I do kids and I like it. And so it took about two and a half years. I, I would feel like the Lord would say, why don't you just do this? And I'd be like, okay, I can do that. I can have a few women over for a, a 4th of July picnic. I can have a few women over for brunch. And so it was just kind of this thing that just kept growing. And the Lord would be like, why don't you do this? And I, for you know, about the last year, I felt that tug of the Lord. And I would just be like, I would dig my heels in. And I'd be like, I don't do women, Lord. I know single moms. I am a single mom and we are a mess. We are broken. 
you know, and I, I do kids. I like kids. Kids are fun. They know how to play. I like to play. They, they hear your voice. They don't, it doesn't have to go through all those filters, you know, and it, it took about two and a half years. And then in, in that time, I, I, again, I'm a part of an international uh, ministry, but I had some close friends that um, I would process with, couples and families. And so we would sit in that place and I would process together and ask, okay, what would that look like? I remember sitting on my piano bitch one day, Michelle, and I had about six women in my house and I'm telling the women summer's over, school's about ready to start again. Uh, You guys need to find a small group and I will help you find a small group. You know, I was going to be so noble. I'll go to small groups with you till you find that right fit. You guys need the support of community because I believe strongly in community and I believe single moms need the surrounding support of community. And I'm sitting there telling the women this, and one of the moms is just sobbing. And um, she's like, Misty, you don't understand. I don't trust people. I don't trust people with my boys. I don't trust people with myself. And as she's talking to me this way, I feel the Lord talking to me this way. And he's saying, he's saying, Misty, just be a bridge. Women need a safe place to begin that journey of healing because many women have been so hurt and so bruised and so beaten, they can't step into a small group. They can't step into a church. They can't step. Can you be a bridge? And I'm like, okay, Lord. Okay. And it was in that moment that I really said yes to the Lord. And the story is so different. All I can say, the, the, I did not start a nonprofit like most people. You know, you started a nonprofit. You have to apply. You have to send in the paperwork. You have to do all of that. I was literally, I was literally given a nonprofit. When I doubt if this is the Lord's idea, I just go back to the foundation because I know the process is long and can be very grueling and you have to get the language right. But there was a a couple that had started a nonprofit about seven years earlier and they were, they were in a place where they wanted to back out of it, of what they were doing. And what we were doing kind of fit up underneath what their, you know, articles said. And so they voted themselves out and voted me in as, um, you know, president and, you know, and everything. And so, so we've been operating, we changed the bylaws, we changed the name of the nonprofit, you can do those things. And it took a couple years for that to do. But it is a very unique God story, for sure. It is super unique. And, um, and so, so I know this is his idea and it's not my idea. He just invited me along for the journey. Well, and you are also willing to take a step out and reach, you know, out to women uh, in your heart as a single mother. And it's hard, like you said. I mean, I remember when I met my husband and I'm not sure 
your husband, if he's experienced this, because you've had so many years to heal and go through the process, and this ministry has been so healing to you, it sounds like, in a lot of ways as well. But I was really hard. When I met my husband, he said, I've never met a woman harder than you. You know, I just, I didn't have any empathy for others. I was very impatient. I was definitely um, on the defensive. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I was, I didn't want to go into churches because a lot of times the churches I'd go to, the women would, you're going to take my husband away. And I mean, you know, there was a lot of that discrimination that I felt. Um, I was discriminated against in getting applications for home purchases and other things through that journey. And it was, it was just really challenging. And I had to fight, you know, in, in corporate America. I mean, it was like, oh, my goodness, you know, being the primary breadwinner. And you do a lot of self-protect all those things as well. And you're like, I don't need a man. I don't need anybody. I'm going to climb the ladder. I'm going to, you know, I remember those self talks, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, the fact that you reached out, um, because at the time I, I didn't want to go to any single uh, events or anything because i found that the people there were needy and i you know it was like no this just isn't my jam so i wish someone like you would have been around <laughs> when i was going through my journey but you know what it's so awesome uh how god used you and brought you to where you are and i appreciate you sharing that misty and you've branched out so much now in your ministry and your outreach too single moms in Kansas City, right? You have a lot. You have this boutique. Can you talk a little bit about your boutique and ways that others can come alongside, you know, and support what you all are doing in ministry to these moms um, that are, you know, healing, truly healing and going through the journey? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, one thing, um, and and I, wow, the, the pain of those years. And yeah, we do get hard, don't we? We allow all those to be, but that's, that's what I mean. That's what I told the Lord. I, women are, single moms are hard, <laughs> you know, because I knew I, I was one. I knew those walls. I knew those defense mechanisms. And um, so anyway, so yeah, it's been a journey for me too. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I've learned over the years as I've studied, as I've walked the journey, as I've walked beside others, is that there are three components that we all need as human beings. It's in our DNA that if we are going to build healthy relationships, if we are going to restore, we have to have these things. And they are, we have to know that we belong. Who's my tribe? Who's my people? We have to have a place to belong. We have to know that it's safe. And we have to know that we matter. And so everything that we do, you talked about the boutique, everything that we do, we are always asking ourselves those questions. Is this what we're conveying? Are we building that place for single moms to come? Because they can't even begin the journey of, of starting to write a new story, of, of the, the altered story until they have those three components in their life 
And so at our boutique, it's a beautiful space. Um, it is a boutique type place. People are like, is it a thrift store? And we're like, no, it's a boutique type space that women come to and um, uh, they get to shop for clothes, jewelry, shoes, accessories, all for free. And it is a beautiful space because, you know, women like beauty. You know, our volunteers are trained in the ministry of hospitality, what true biblical hospitality is, which is about binding up the broken heart, setting captives free, loving the unlovable, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, you know, all of those things. And so our volunteers are trained and equipped and empowered to create that safe place for women. And so the the moms just get to come and shop and you know, we're always needing clothes. Um, toiletries are big right now. Uh, if if your listeners are outside of the area, especially now during COVID, when moms come in, we are hearing a lot of, I don't, I, you know, I don't have enough groceries or I don't have gas, you know. And so we've been giving a lot of $25 and $50 gift cards uh, just for gas and groceries to the moms when they come in. And so there are, you know, a ton of ways, whether you live locally or live outside of the area, that you can help us as we are offering that surrounding support to single moms. So the boutique is is a hands-on tangible. Right now, we're just appointment only. Typically, you know, we have open times where there might be 20 women in there shopping and talking to each other. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so cool. We'll have to put a picture of that up on your episode page. So, yeah. So, that's just one of the things that we have going on to help single moms, you know, right now. You know, Misty, I know that um, you're kind of venturing out into some other areas, too. And so, do you maybe want to share a little bit about... And if where you feel God's calling you to, you know, in terms of some other ways of messaging, you know, what you feel God is calling you to do um, as a coach and some, you know, some other areas too. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. And it is our, our, our story keeps being altered, right? The Lord just keeps change, change. And so, yeah, I mean, like you said at the beginning, the organization is Mountain of Myrrh Ministry, and that is the big umbrella. And the single mom KC, clothed with dignity, our monthly pursuit gatherings are kind of what we're doing here locally to support, we partner with churches. Um, but we've been working really hard as a, a local organization and asking that question, you know, there are single moms all over the country, all over the world, right? What does it look like to, to um, pre- develop something that can be replicated in other areas, in other regions, in other cities? And so we have been really, the, probably the last two years, kind of trying to put it all together in a package. And so, so you know, what I hope 2021 brings is, is my ability, the, the freedom for me to kind of give more energy to that national expression. Um, we have done a national single parent conference locally, and next year we're going to bring that back, um, you know, to, to help 
have have a national expression for what we're doing here, not just for single moms, but Michelle, there's an increasing number of single dads, um, you know, co-parenting, you know, and all of this. And so, as you said, I'm a, I'm a visionary leader. So I'm, I'm looking forward to having time and space, um, to capture God's heart and God's vision for the, the, the bigger picture. And in the process of doing that, I'm working on my coaching accreditation. So I can actually sit in that space to coach other leaders, coach women, especially women who um, are in different transitional seasons of life. Uh, the, the actual name of my coaching practice is Rhythm of Life Coaching. And it's, um, it's all about, you know, in our life, there are different rhythms that we experience my my youngest son went through a season and he may still be in it i don't know um but of, of listening to screamo music and and when he would you know sometimes he would ir- just to irritate me you know put on his screamo music in the house or in the car and i'd be like oh it just makes me angry how do you dance to that music you know and doesn't it just make me angry and but you know uh, sometimes life is screamo music, right? And how do we how do we dance and how do we navigate through that in grace and beauty and dignity as moms, as women, as wives, as leaders? And so I just want to empower women and walk with women, partner with them in that place where they're learning to dance uh, the different rhythms of life. That's amazing, though, because so many women need, you know, need that somebody to come alongside them to do that. So, you know, God is transitioning you, but he's still got you. You know, they're helping women, (laughs) guiding them. But I think it's very interesting how COVID has actually really benefited so many ministries in terms of being able to reach out more broadly, right? outside of the scope of the community, you know, that, you know, you serve in, and then it keeps you innovating and thinking about other ways that you can actually still do what you're doing, even though it's in the community, but bringing alongside those that need the support that can still help like your gift card option. So, can you share, uh, Misty, a little bit about where your resources are located for those listeners that want or watchers here that want to help? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about where your Facebook, a little bit about your media, your website, stuff like that? Yeah. Well, all of our, our, our website, our Facebook page um, is all the single mom KC. So it's the single mom KC. And um, on our website, lists all of our programming. On our Facebook page, we have a very, very active Facebook page. We are doing Facebook Lives. In fact, every Tuesday night, we do a Tuesday talk. And um, each month, we focus on a different thing. Right now, our focus is, you know, just helping empower single moms with this whole virtual schooling or homeschooling because this is a new space and they're free 
freaking out. And so, so we just, again, through Facebook Live, we want to come alongside and speak peace and encourage them, give them tips and tools. So a lot of times we'll have guests and experts from, from the area on our Tuesday talk. And women from all over the country, you know, have been logging in to, to find support there. Um, and we do a monthly event called Pursuit uh, for the rest of the year. Again, that will be done through Zoom and we'll do small group breakout rooms. And so women from all over can tap in. So if your listeners are from other parts of the country and they know single moms or they are a single mom, it's a great opportunity for single moms to feel connected and a part of a community that they're not alone because that is so important right now. So yeah, so we've really tried to, I guess the word is pivot and, you know, do the virtual thing. And it's really enabled us to expand our reach. And that's been really great. Oh, and boutique, I, I should say our boutique is in Overland Park. So if the moms are local, our boutique is in Overland Park. The address and, and times and everything are on our website. Okay, thank you for sharing that. This is great. So um, the listeners have a place to, you know, go to to get the support that you're sharing, this great support of the organization. So, again, Misty, I just want to thank you for taking the time and the busyness out of your life and out of your day to share your God story, just to share more of you know, who you are. And I think it's just been a delight to be able to have you here. Of all the things that you've shared, what one thing just really is impressed on your spirit? Oftentimes, we, as women, we are trying to find our self-worth, right? And we hear a lot about our self-esteem and building our self-esteem up and all of those things. I sometimes feel like we, we miss the mark. And I feel like if I don't know who God is first, I can't walk in the fullness of who I am. Um, and so sometimes I'm trying, we try to figure out who am I? Who does God say I am? Da 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 da. And we're spinning our wheels and we're trying to hear and we're trying to discern and we're looking to this and we're looking to that to give us our identity. And God wants to give us our identity. But if I'm not looking to Him first and saying, teach me who you are, like if I don't know who He is as the King of glory, and that the king of glory made me, that gives me value right there. That says something about who I am right there. I don't have to look to the things of the world for my value. And so I just, you know, if I could empower moms or put this little tidbit of truth in them, plant that truth, it's like, it's like, discover who God is. And out of that place of, of knowing who He is, your soul will come alive in the knowledge of who you are. It will well up from the inside out, and you will walk in true confidence and uh, assurance of who you are as a daughter of the King of Glory. And that is powerful. That is a force that can't be stopped, right? No, no, no. If you notice 
whenever I do my promo for my guests on the show, I put a crown on them for being the daughter of the king. Um, just because it's, isn't it so esteeming to know that through Jesus and through transformation that we become his and to be embraced as, you know, a daughter of the king is so amazing. You know, when you think about the love of Jesus. So I love that depiction, Misty, and thank you for your words. Um, and again, um, for those that are listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm going to be sharing this God story gift very soon, and it'll be uh, episode 39. Look for the podcast um, as we get it out and get it promoted, and then on our website, um, Misty's page will be up there with all the details, maybe a few pictures, those things. So until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.